You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. You can't afford not to call me. I've got a lock of the year. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. They're sending the runner in. Here's Rosario. Throw to the plate. Wow. And they got him. Wow. What a throw by Rosario in left field. A one-hop strike. And the Twins win it 2-1. to one. What a throw by Eddie Rosario. Wow. It is Mackie and Judd with Rami. That call on Fox Sports North of a big and dramatic Twins win. As dramatic as they come. And thank God, because there was nothing else to watch in the sports world last night. Am I right, folks? <laughs> Rami Makloff, Judd Zolgad, live from the TCL Broadcast Studios. Phil Mackie, where are you? You're somewhere in the nation's capital, are you not? I am. I'm actually in the White House right now. In the White yes. House? I am, yeah. I'm here to, I'm here to, uh, I'm here to voice a few grievances. And, uh, <laughs> I'm in the hallways right now. Actually, I'll tell you what, real quick, before we dive into, uh, I actually take issue with a tweet sent by our dear friend, Dustin Morse, the Twins PR director, which I want to uh, throw by you guys in a second. You're going to start the show with beef with the Twins PR guy? Yes. Okay. Yes. Major beef. All right. But but as we were our Uber driver a couple days ago, I'm down here for, uh, so Hubbard Broadcasting, which which uh, is our company that uh, runs Score North. They uh, every year they bring in uh, a bunch of digital people and hash out ideas and stuff. So this year it's in Washington D.C. And I I kid you not, our Uber driver drove us right by Kellyanne Conway's house on the way to <laughs> WTOP Studios down here. He's just like very casually, like, oh, this is where so and so ambassador lives. And, is that, is that uh, the that's DC? Kellyanne Conway's driveway right there? Is that the DC equivalent of the uh, Hollywood celebrity yeah. house tour? Yes, <laughs> they just take I'm, you. They take you around to all the awful people in Washington DC and show you where they I'm live. I'm not sure your your address or, or home being known. If you are her, is the greatest idea though. I think I might go somewhere else I'd and keep stay. Keep that on the down low. I was like, I, I live in Baltimore. <laughs> a little too Balto. Yeah, a I'm not too public. They gave me that house. I don't live there because I'm a little bit concerned. Yeah. So Dustin Morse tweeted. Let's see here. Uh, this was, I believe, this was last night, late last night. He said it's going to be an amazing weekend at Target Field, which is correct. Mm-hmm. And then he says, Twins Indians play the biggest series of the season. And Dustin, I love you. And you got to be a hype this man here. This isn't the biggest series of the season. This series is irrelevant. Boys, irrelevant. It's a six and a half game lead. The Twins just won eight of ten on the road. They could lose all six oh, of their stop. games to the Indians. No, you need to stop. And they will still win no, the division. Hold on. This series he's, is a tune-up and an on. exhibition he's trying to sell tickets. for October. Hold on. He's trying to sell tickets. I'm, I'm, I'm Judd. I'm pumped. Back the, me on I'm, this. I'm pumped the brakes. I mean, I'm, I'm cut the brakes, guy. I'm, and I'm, I hate all the pump the brakes people, but I'm going to tell you to pump your brakes. I hate all the pump you don't. You don't hate me. <laughs> Come on. Sports hate. Not real hate. Okay. Sports when Eddie hate. Rosario... Fielded oh, that ball off that the green so monster last night and threw so a beautiful. perfect missile strike. Was home, that it? Which, by the way, I saw the question. I think Judd posed this question on, or was talking about this on Twitter. What's more exciting, a walk off home run or a walk off out from left field? I think the more rare way to end a game is the way that Eddie Rosario yeah. ended the game last night. I would actually take that over most walk off home runs. That was fantastic. And, and here's my thing: I, the throw was great. But what impressed me the most was playing the carom so perfectly. Because, like, things can happen. That baseball can go in, you know, three different directions. That play, and, and I love him. Because with Rosario, you never know. There was a chance that that ball caroms away from him and he looks completely lost. There's also an off chance that that throw, which, by the way, on one hop was perfect, ends up in behind the first base dugout, Phil. That's what I love about him. With Rosario, you don't know. And that was a perfect throw. 
But yeah, are you declaring? Was, so you're declaring the, the the division race absolutely, positively, 100 percent over, and this series irrelevant based on that play, or that was that was the the straw that broke the camel's back, and you're making this declaration? I mean, I think the division was over even before the Boston series, and I I believe I even said that uh, our last fair show on Monday. But you take eight of ten on that road trip, and you have a seven-game lead in the loss column. But it's a six and a half-game lead in the standing. Seven yeah. games in the loss column. And magic three weeks is to go, and you get ten games to end the season against one hundred lost teams. Listen, it's going to be a fun weekend at Target Field, but not because it's this nail-biting, crucial series anymore. The division's over. I mean, I've been... Go to to Target Field. Go to Target Field. I was going to say, are you trying to get people not to go? I mean, poor Dustin's trying to sell tickets here. They're they're having a bleeping Twins garage sale, I think, tonight and tomorrow. In the field. What? They're having a Twins garage sale. I kid you not. They, They are selling... They sent out press release, I think, on Monday or Tuesday saying... That it might be Friday or Saturday or Saturday and Sunday. If you buy a ticket to the game, you will basically walk in and there will be items that you can buy. It is the equivalent of the Timbles garage sale, only you have to buy a ticket to the game to get in to look at the items in the garage sale. Is this like I'll stuff from, from the current team or are these like remnants from the past? I think the like remnants Nishio- from the past. Like Nishioka's bidet? Are we selling that? <laughs> Scott Diamond's career for sale. Whoa, Nishio- wow. Did Nishioka really have like a bidet? Jeez, Judd. Oh. Yeah, no, Rami. Man. Rami, have, yeah. you, have you heard the, the Nishioka story? No. He had a so, bidet? Yes, it's still there. Let's yeah. just say that Nishioka, before in the two months between when he signed with the Twins and when he actually took foot on a major league field, he had a lot of leverage because he was the batting champion in Japan. He signed a multi-year contract. And we didn't know any better until he played his first game. So he actually had, at spring training, he had a posse of, like, nutritionist, trainer, translator, like some it. other random person. And he would work out on side fields by himself with his, like, little posse of four or five handlers <laughs> in a completely different, like, in his own uh, sponsored warm-up gear and stuff. And the team kept asking him, hey, do you want to just come work out with us over here? And no, no, no. Nope. I have my own regimen. This is how I get ready for the season. And, uh, and at some point during his contract negotiations, he let the team agree to allow him to smoke in the laundry room nice. outside the clubhouse <laughs> at Target like, yeah, Field. I down, respect it. Down with that. <laughs> and, and in one of the bathroom stalls, they replaced a regular toilet with the Japanese version of a toilet, which is oh, they a, put bid- a, a bidet. They put a Toto in there? Very, I don't know what that what? is. It's a brand of uh, toilet that is very popular in Japan. That uh, a bidet, yeah, it's splashy, splashy. It has a little, yeah, has a little. Uh, has a little By the <laughs> way, overrated. Really? I tried one Wait. in Chicago. We we had had one in our hotel room in Chicago last year. I've never Wait, used whoa, one. Whoa, 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 whoa! You've intrigued. never said this to well, me. I didn't before. even think of it till now. Uh, we were in Chicago a year ago, February, and the hotel room had a bidet. <laughs> And I'm going to tell you right now, the experience overrated. Really? Yeah. Okay, can you take us through the experience? Oh, sure. <laughs> I, I absolutely can. And it, 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 it's going to be, I'll keep it as as clean, no pun intended, as possible. But the experience is, it's exactly what you think, you know, you real splashy splash. From what I understand, you need to know how to use it. Okay, well, I, I wasn't proficient, but anyway, right. little splashy splash. Um, I'm not saying it's it's a bad experience. Oh, no, it's not. No, this is the wrong. Me- no, 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 no. I can't do this. It's not Cinemax on a Friday night when you're 12, Jonathan. Sorry, do you want this one? Yes. Splashy splash is good. But here's the problem. First of all, cleanup, further cleanup required, unless I was doing this completely wrong. Second Sounds of all, like second of all, and here's the real issue. And I don't know how to say this. I mean, it's not totally gross, but it's going to sound sort of gross. Because it's of how it works, uh-huh. chafing becomes a problem. Oh, really? What? Well, that's okay. Let's. That's, it's not like it's being. It's not like you're washing your hands. It's a, it's an area that's not used to having that skin. The is it high pressure? Okay. Can I say that the is skin back the skin back there is not like the skin on your hands? Sensitive. Yeah, it's sensitive. It's sensitive. Yeah. So if you yeah, t- toughen it up, Zolgad. So, <laughs> so me, Judd Zolgad, not exactly Mister Moderation, was like, "This is awesome!" Mur, mur, mur. And it gets, it gets uh, chafing, becomes a problem. Is the wa- is it like the water pressure is too high? 
No, just like the amount of times you use it and Wait, it starts to... Sounds like a you problem. Wait, oh, is it, it probably is. <laughs> is sounds it like you used it too much. <laughs> is it possible that if you could go back and replay Nishioka's time with the Twins that maybe we didn't get a, give enough proper credit to chafing as the reason why he underperformed? So you're saying pop-up in Cleveland, he's not thinking fly ball. He's thinking, man, this guy got some <laughs> chafing problems. <laughs> By the way, I found it. Twins to host merchandise yard sale at Target Field September 6th through the 8th. Let's see what it says here. The sale will include promotional Twins bobbleheads, shirts and hats, as well as Twins authentic jerseys, helmets, and more. The Twins yard sale will begin when the gates open each day, 5 to 10 p.m., for instance, tonight, and ends when the ballpark closes after each game. You must have a ticket to access the sale. Beautiful. So the Twins yard sale starts in 48 minutes. Cool. We might have to, might have to send somebody down there. Check it out. So uh, I know you've been you've been trying this whole segment, Rami, to avoid talking about no, what happened last talk. night. Let's talk more about bidets, guys. Yeah. Enough twins and and anything yeah. else. Let's just stick with the bidets. Well, we actually have an announcement. We, uh, Jonathan, myself, and Judd actually had a private show meeting without you earlier mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. via email and text. <laughs> Again, so one, one team, one dream around here. So Vikings Ventline has been a major successful brand for us here at Score North and previously 1500 oh, ESPN. Hold on. Is this uh, is this why I got a text from Jonathan last night saying, hey, I'm not trying to rub it in, but <laughs> I'll wait till tomorrow to rub it in is basically yeah. what he was yeah, saying. Okay. Much. All right. Probably. Probably. Mm-hmm. So Vikings Ventline has been great for us. And by the way, Vikings Ventline, you can find right after the Vikings week one game against the Falcons here on Score North and also starting as a five day a week show during uh, the Monday through Friday portion, 10 a.m. on Mondays, 11 a.m. Tuesday through through Friday. It was so successful, we expanded to Packer Ventline a couple of years ago, where we would uh, we would mostly just laugh at sad Packer fans from your old station, the fan in Milwaukee. And uh, the breaking news here, Rami, is as of right now on the Mackie and Judd with Rami show, mm-hmm. we've expanded the brand yet wow. again. Wow. Yeah, we call it I'm uh, so happy. Bears Ventline, courtesy of the Score 670 and WGN Radio in Chicago. You know, I watched the game. The defensive backs for the Packers played an outstanding game. Um, we have so many weapons on offense. What's what are the Bears' identity going to be on offense? I don't think we saw anything today. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't pass the ball. They couldn't pass the ball deep. I mean, obviously Robinson is Trubisky's favorite target, but you know, I I think I'm a little worried. I, I don't I don't I don't see what they're going to do on offense, and that that's kind of worrisome. Do they have too many weapons for Trubisky to go to to, to create an identity on that team? <laughs> too many weapons. Too many. Just too many weapons. <laughs> so many weapons. It's like so many a, weapons. Like putting a fat guy in front of a buffet. He just doesn't know what to do with himself. <laughs> too many choices. <laughs> what are they going to do? They're going to lose because they have too many choices. <laughs> oh. So you, many choices. You guys want another one? Yes, yeah, yeah, please. No, one. but Here it's going to happen anyways. hard to watch and I really think the big reason they lost is because Jay Cutler was in the stands tonight. <laughs> There's got to be a good meltdown. Oh, we've got a good meltdown. You guys want it right now? No. Oh, sure. What the hell? happened anyway. <laughs> the hell have you been doing in the offseason? What are you doing in training camp? What have you been doing that's getting prepared for this last week for the Green Bay Packers to come here? What were you doing? <laughs> well, the punter got a nice workout tonight. Right? <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that was Ed Obradovich. Former yeah. Bear, yep. who I grew up listening to on, on Bears post game, and God, I love that man. God bless that He's man. He's going to give us a lot of content. Nobody this year. has more passion for the Chicago Bears than Ed Bradovich and his former co-host and former teammate 
on the Bears, Doug Buffone, may he rest in peace, who also I grew up listening to on the score in Chicago. Th- those two guys together doing Bears postgame is sports talk radio in its purest form. It's just reaction and emotion. One of Doug Buffone's famous lines, again, may he rest in peace, I love that man, was I want to stick a pencil in my neck. <laughs> he would say that regularly after Bears games. I want to stick a pencil in my neck. And I love it. So more of that, please. I'll, I'll okay. take that. Deal. <laughs> I said you wanted more. It's OB. I'll take it. This team was not prepared. They were, they were not prepared. How the hell do you go four quarters in the National Football League and really you're not playing a juggernaut for your home opener at home of the 100th season and you can't score one touchdown? Oh, it's gold. Oh, I love that man. Expand the brand, baby. (laughs) Although I, I still think, I still think the all timer. Has to be when, when was it Bill Michaels went all in on Aaron last <laughs> yes, year? Yeah, funny. he called him a $100 million paperweight. And Gary's like, no, Bill, no, Bill, no, Bill, stop, no, Bill, stop. Oh, no, Bill, don't go there, yeah, Bill. I got it. Gary was mad, but it's <laughs> this great. one. Okay. Go, Matt, go! Heard him again. Yeah. And then also Aaron Rodgers and his obstinance and stubbornness not to throw the damn checkdowns time and again throughout this game cost them the game and cost them the season. A hundred and seventy no, million no, dollar no. paperweight. No, it's stop not it. worth it. No, no, come on. No, 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 no. No, Bill, come on. Bill, Bill, bring it back. Bring it back. Don't go over that cliff, Bill. Please I think, don't. I think Gary's first line is yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. You get it. No, 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 no. Don't do it. No. Oh, it's amazing. Amazing, amazing. So, uh, all right, we got Vikings vent line, we have Packers vent line, and we have Bears vent line here on Score North. And uh, Vikings vent line, the first episode. But we don't we'll have see. one for the worst team in the division. Is that is that? Do they have fans that care enough? I'm sure I can find you angry. I'll, I'll well, call. Then we'll do it. I'll call Jeff Rieger, my buddy from the okay. ticket in Detroit. I'm if sure they've he got can, fans that care enough. I'm sure he can find, provide us with some do. quality sound. Yeah, like, and that means like we get Lions, Lions apathy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we stink again. Yeah. What should we do Classic. now? Uh, we're going to get some sage football wisdom when we come back, gentlemen. Mackie and Jeb with Rami and Sage Rosenfels will join us to uh, preview Vikings and Falcons. Let's talk about the best car dealership and service department in the Twin Cities first, though. That would be Luther Brookdale Toyota, 694 Brooklyn Boulevard, where if you just go to their website, you'll see all kinds of great specials, both in the service area and in the showroom area. Uh, they're all about making the buying experience a great one for you, whether it's teaching you about all the new safety features and technology or giving you a test drive in any vehicle that catches your eye. Open until 9 o'clock uh, almost every night, so you can stop in, you can get a test drive. I highly recommend checking out the 2019 RAV4s. I just got into one three or four months ago, a RAV4 XLE, and I can't say enough great things about it. Like I said, safety features that, uh, I mean, the car basically... I mean, it almost drives itself in some cases, but uh, I, I I would say the uh, Apple CarPlay and the Entune system are probably my favorite features, which connect your mobile device to the dashboard. So you can just, selfishly, you can just tap on the Score North mobile app and boom, it's playing on all the speakers in your car. So stop in 694 Brooklyn Boulevard. Tell them Phil Mackey sent you. Coming back with more Mackey and Judd with Rami after this and say Josenfels. Third down, football at the... 16-yard line. Snap is back. Blitzing again from the deep level. Throwing. Left corner of the end zone. Tight traffic. It's intercepted in the end zone by Adrian Amos. First and goal. Rodgers hangs in the pocket. Throwing into a lot of traffic and it's caught for the touchdown by Jimmy Graham. Highlights courtesy of the Packers, or excuse me, the Bears Radio Network and uh, NBC. This is Mackie and Judd with Rami. Score North on 1500, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app. It's also the only place where you can get Vikings talk five days a week, Purple Daily, Monday through Friday, hosted by Matthew Collar and often joined by this man who joins us on the phone right now, former Vikings quarterback Sage Rosenfeld. Sage, uh, the quarterback play in last night's season opener left uh, a lot to be desired, wouldn't you say? 
Well, it wasn't great, and you know, partly was because I, you know, two very good defenses, and I think that you know that Green Bay defense has not been all that great the last few years, and uh, they're in the second season with Mike Pettin, the defensive coordinator, and they played outstanding last night. But yeah, they they were helped by, uh, in particular, on the Chicago side, Mitchell Trubisky did not play very good football. Here's my question now, Sage. How how much, because this seems to be a, a theme on the Thursday night and the first week and, heck, the first two or three weeks, that games offensively or defensively or sometimes both aren't great. How much as football fans do we also have to accept the fact that with training camp now, a lot of players not playing, and with football training camps themselves having changed so much, that the month of September basically turns in, turns into exhibition games to a certain point, and that we're not really going to see probably a lot of sharp football until October. Well, I, I, they're not exhibition games, I promise you that. And I, I think they're maybe not the highest quality, as you said, for execution level, but they you know they count and they mean something. But it does seem like there are teams that regularly start off like 0-2, uh, you know, one and three, and, and people start to go like, you know, what's wrong with those guys? And then they do pick it up and turn things around. But, you know, the problem with the preseason uh, is just that, you know, nobody wants to get a guy a hurt, uh, you know, not just the, you know, starters, but, you know, in particular the best players. So they really don't play. So, uh, and I think that's the right way to go. I mean, uh, yes, your execution might be better if you played your starters all preseason, you know, in, in week one, but you also you might be losing, you know, two or three guys and, for the year, and to me, it's not worth it. So, yeah, two teams last night. Execution was not great. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers had played uh, none in the preseason in this brand new offense, and and uh, I think we got to see, you know, as him in a little bit different situation last night. You know, they they were a lot of shotgun, but also when they were uh, under center, you sort of saw a little bit of that. You know, Gary Kubiak offense at the outside zone they were having a little bit of success with, and you know, Rodgers hit a, a couple of deep ones on that play action, which I've always felt. Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, one of the best sort of play action quarterbacks in the league because the ability to buy time and throw the ball down the field, but with crazy good accuracy, and he had a he had a you know big hitter last night. Sage Rosenfels joining us here. By the way, you can you can hear Sage every Monday and Wednesday from two to three o'clock on Purple Daily, or if you download the podcast, that would just be hour one of Purple Daily. So Kirk Cousins last season set a career high in completion percentage. He set a career high uh, in touchdown passes. And and he's put up 4,000 yards passing. If you just look at fantasy numbers, the last four years in a row. But then team record nine and seven, eight seven and one, seven and nine, eight seven and one. What does your gut tell you about Kirk Cousins, just based on his own performance in 2019, um, and and whether he can take a step forward? Can he win in prime time? Can he be better against the better teams on the schedule? What does your gut tell you about what he's going to do this year, Sage? Well, you know, you know, obviously I played for Brad Childress uh, back in 2009. There's not a lot of things that Brad and I saw eye to eye on, but one thing that he did say I always thought made sense, he said, uh, stats lie, which is why liars use stats. And, you know, sometimes cousins is stats. They lie a little bit. You know, a, a completion for a first down and a, and a 12-yard gain in the first quarter simply is not as valuable uh, as something in, say, the red zone or the fourth quarter or, uh, you know, against a really, really good team at just the right time, you know, right before the half. You know, there's certain aspects of the game that matter. And, you know, if you take a sack on first down to make it second and 18, uh, and you have two eight-yard completions, uh, you're two for two for 16 yards. Not bad, but the problem is uh, you're still punting the football. So, uh, you know, it, uh, we hope Kirk Cousins puts up good stats this year. I hope he throws 30 touchdowns and 10 interceptions and, and has a 100 QB rating and all those things. But uh, it has to be when it matters, and, you know, it's up to – uh, the head coach and, and, and Gary Kubiak and Kevin Stefanski and Rick Dennis and that whole staff uh, to put him in the best situation possible so the stats, I think, mean more uh, rather than just sort of, a, I guess, sort of an empty stat sheet, uh, even though it looks pretty good. So, Sage, uh, Diggs is questionable with a hamstring problem that kept him out of practice a couple of days ago. Um, certainly it sounds like he's going to give it a go on Sunday, but if Stefan Diggs uh, is, is not on the field consistently on Sunday, how much does that change the dynamic then when it becomes Thielen and and your three as opposed to two of the most dynamic guys in, in the game at the receiver position when Diggs and Thielen are both healthy and playing together? Well, and that brings us in the conversation of Josh Doxson, who they just signed from Washington, which is a, you know, a sort of a rare deal where we have a guy who uh, will probably learn the offense fairly quickly. i got to imagine this offense is very similar. I know 
uh, you know, their offensive coordinator O'Connell is, is, you know, runs a similar type of system and Gruden runs that West Coast system. And so it's going to be the same verbiage as this. So you do have a guy that, that's moved in there. He's six foot four. So he's not really a third guy, which you think of more of a slot guy like a Chad Beebe or a, a West Walker, a smaller sort of guy in the slot. A lot of times he is a sort of outside wide receiver, but that might mean, you know, maybe more two tight end sets, maybe more, you know, Irv Smith Jr. and Kyle Rudolph on the field at the same time, uh, which I know. Uh, Rick Dennison and, and this you know, outside zone offense, they love having the two, di- two tight end sets. You know, when I was in uh, Houston with them, uh, we had Owen Daniels and Joel Dreesen, uh, and they were just sort of, uh, you know, two, uh, you know, guys that were sort of interchangeable and both are pretty good in the passing game, pretty good in the running game. Uh, and they love those double teams on the defensive ends with the tackle in that outside zone system. You get really good push and, and you allow, uh, you know, then for the, the play action, the bootlegs and all those things to work off it. So, if he doesn't play, I imagine they'll do you know more two tight end sets and try to stay out of the three receiver formation. Sage, when when you say what do you say stats lie, so liars use stats. Does does that apply to Matt Ryan? Because I hear a lot of people well, say that his numbers are empty until he wins the Super Bowl. Well, I think originally it probably applies to all politicians who continually <laughs> use stats. That you know, I or think Sharpies. that's where it probably comes from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's where it probably it comes from. Uh, is that, you know, everyone tries to use stats in their favor and, you know, what's all the information behind them and, and all those things. And, and there are just some quarterbacks who can put up, listen, I did in the preseason forever, uh, try to put up really, really good numbers and get completions, but it didn't always mean that we went football games. And so, but, you know, as the, as the backup quarterback or third guy win, we're trying to, trying to make the team, it wasn't always about winning the game, it was about putting up good stats. You know, so at the end of the preseason, you made the football team with a, you know, 120 quarterback rating. So I, I think there's just, um, you know, Kirk, uh, I said he, he's put up good stats in the past, but they haven't always equaled wins. And, and even his time in Washington, you know, some of his best seasons, uh, what's interesting is actually one of his best seasons, uh, the year that went to the playoffs, 2015, uh, he threw for, for not that many yards that year compared to, he threw for like a thousand less yards, uh, or something uh, that year compared to last year. It wasn't as much, but he got sacked a lot less. And that's another thing is that Kirk has been sacked 41 and 40 times over the last two years. And his best years in Washington, when they did go to the playoffs, he was sacked 26 times. And so I think that's got to be a thing that they really focus on because we both know, we all know, I think every Vikings fan will tell you, you know, if, if Kirk Cousins gets sacked on first down and we're in a third and six or second and 16, second, 18, I mean, it's sort of like those aren't great situations to be in. Those, you know, bad things happen. You know, everyone knows we're throwing the football. Kirk's going to be in the pocket. The offensive line isn't that strong to hold up forever. There's not Bryant McKinney over there, you know, who can just lock somebody down. Uh, It's not a good place to be, so we have to sort of stay on schedule, and that's going to be really big. We have to get runs of twos and threes and fours, and occasionally one of those will pop with with Alvin Cook, but you have to just sort of stay on schedule so we stay out of, third and nine, 10, 11, and, and you know, Kirk's got to complete, you know, third and threes and third and fours, third and fives. We need a really efficient quarterback, and that one just puts up sort of inflated numbers. So, Sage, is it, if you visualize down the road, is it even possible in your head to visualize Kirk Cousins holding a Lombardi trophy, independent of the fact that the Vikings have never won one, and I get that that would just be a weird shock for all of us? Better buy one. <laughs> Good. Well, well, I don't know in the sense of because, I truly feel that John DeFilippo's offense was the worst possible offense for Kirk Cousins to be successful. You know, it was an offense that solely relied on the quarterback uh, to sort of, uh, you know, put up all the, you know, throw the ball a lot. It was, you know, it, it was just, uh, they were in shotgun a lot on like second and one. And I'm thinking, let's go two tight ends and let's just get a first down. Uh, you know, so I feel it, was, it felt like it was sort of a system that was too reliant on the quarterback to play great. And Kirk's just not going to play that way. So is it possible that he could win the Super Bowl? Yeah, I, I do think he is good enough with the right team around him and the right things, you know, go right and the right breaks or whatever. But uh, he's going to have to play better than last year. And it's, uh, you know, again, putting up numbers that are more meaningful uh, and then that up to wins at the end of the season. Sage, teams love to say, and players and coaches say, distractions Distractions aren't a problem. That we, we can handle, you know, the infrastructure of our team can take distractions and ignore them, blah, blah, blah. What is your, uh, but ha- having been in locker rooms before, what is your opinion of the Antonio Brown thing, just as far as the fact, though, that this guy's been in training camp, he's been gone, uh, he supposedly called me. Mayock, a derogatory term. He was going to be suspended. Now he's going to play. 
on on Monday night. How much can a team actually handle when it comes to even a star player that much when it comes to this shenanigan factor? You know, I don't know. And to be honest with you, luckily I wasn't, I don't believe looking back really on a uh, team that had, you know, this wild of a situation. I I was on a team when Ricky Williams retired and, you know, went to India, but, you know, he was gone and he wasn't sort of a part of the football team. And so that was a very different situation. So I don't know. You know, winning cures everything. If they go out and they, they win their first game and, and whether he plays well or whatever, it's, and until you play the games, nothing really matters. Everything is just sort of smoke and mirrors until you play the games anyway. So, you know, they start winning football games. Uh, I, I guess it doesn't matter. I will say this. When I was at the Giants uh, after I got traded from the Vikings in 2010, um, uh, the, the next season in 2011, I was there for training camp. And I think it was uh, Antro Roll. Uh, said something, uh, you know, out is about, is about Coughlin. It, you know, it sort of had made some waves. And the Giants do a pretty good job as an organization of staying away from those types of distractions. And there was this sort of little controversy on the team during training camp and, and people had to hash some things out. They went on to win the Super Bowl that year. Uh, so, you know, it, sometimes at the end of the day, uh, it's really all about, you know, when the season starts and the group of people come together and, and, uh, you know, you, you get that first win, it solves a lot of problems. That's Sage Rosenfels. Catch him Mondays and Wednesdays on Purple Daily, along with Matthew Collar in our number one and weekly at this time right here on Mackey and Judd with Rami. Going to be a fun season, Sage. Looking forward to it, man. Yeah, look, looking, forward, looking forward to actually seeing some real games to be able to discuss those rather than all speculation. That will be fun. Awesome. Yep. Thanks, See Sage. you, Sage. Appreciate it, man. All right, guys. See ya. I like, that. Um, I like that expression. Speculation's great fun, though. Stats lie, so liars use stats. Oh, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, in fact, I, I use stats all the time. Brad so used accurate. that one in, in uh, press conferences a few times. Uh, 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 <laughs> stats. Uh, 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 by the way, Sage, cheap plug also for uh, a multi-part 2009 Vikings series that Judd and I recorded with Sage Rosenfels and Chip Scoggins. We had Ryan Longwell, quarterbacks coach Kevin Rogers, and uh, it's it's Minnesota Sports Rewind is the name of the podcast. You can just search it anywhere you find podcasts or go to scorenorth.com. And Sage was pretty candid when it came to some Brad Childress-related things. Threw him under the bus a couple times. So if you want to hear the behind-the-scenes story about the 2009 Vikings, as told by Sage Rosenfels and others, Minnesota Sports Rewind, anywhere you find your favorite podcast. I mean, there was, there was a point in that, I can't remember which one of the episodes, Judd, but where... He flat out, like, you kind of asked him, is that something that, you know, like, Brett Favre, like, the Childress didn't really see? And he goes, it's something that Childress, like, couldn't comprehend. <laughs> yeah, I was, he was to the point. Yes. But Sage, the only problem is, he, he uh, could have spoke much more to my Antonio Brown point if they had kept him around for 2010. Because when you trade for Moss, cut him with, within a month, uh, the roof collapses. That that would have been adversity that Sage then could have addressed what's going on with the Oakland Raiders right now, right, Phil? Yeah. Like what? Okay, just real quick before we because we're gonna we're gonna re unveil. It's been two years since we've done this, but the quarterback cesspool challenge is coming back. Oh, I am so looking baby. forward to this. I'm I'm doing my prep right I'm now. Tor- I'm a little torn. I've yeah, got choices. I have, like, I have like three or four guys that I'm considering, and I'm I'm going to be prepping intensely during the break. But go ahead, Phil. We're, we're ordinarily we're going to do this on Thursday, so yeah, I think uh, all of us missed out on your favorite quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, just <laughs> being a disaster last night. Nobody asked you about that. I digress. I asked if I could pick him. <laughs> you, yeah, Judd did. I said to Rami, "Can I pick Mitch Trubisky?" Trubisky's off the board, huh? <laughs> like, like there was an anonymous Steelers player that I just saw this quote come across ESPN's Twitter. That's I've, ne- I've never seen a guy go from being a really good dude to someone I don't recognize so fast, like Antonio Brown has. Like, what? He's always been kind of quirky, and he Facebook yeah. lived in the locker room one time. But is there is there anybody defending it? Like, what's the what's the defense here? I, imagine being Drew Rosenhaus's agent. Like, what are you supposed to say to this guy? It's not a defense of Antonio Brown so much as it is a criticism of the Raiders who knew what they got and then tried to change him. The the worst thing you can do to a guy like that is try and change him and put him in line. He doesn't get in line, and you should have known that before you gave him fifty plus million dollars. But like the helmet thing, I don't know what the Raiders were supposed to do. He's crazy. I mean, there's no. I mean, he's, yeah, he's a, he's he's an eccentric, bombastic, well, yeah, he's got, maniac. He's got some personal problems but you for knew sure. That. But here here's the problem. That, that, that's a drop. <laughs> but here here's their problem, and this is where I'm convinced that the Raiders are a mess right now. So Antonio Brown confronts Mike Mayock, who's basically the GM, right? 
on the sideline. Calls him a racial slur, I guess we could call it, right? Hmm. He called him a honky. No, cracker. No, or a cracker. 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 Okay, so he called him that. Which, by the way, is, I mean... It doesn't like, offend me personally. I, I am a white person, and I will never put that word on the same level as other words no, for other ethnicities. And I, and I agree completely. But then they come out and be, and say, okay, he's going to be suspended. But then John Gruden, who, by the way, has the 10-year contract, he comes back and says, now, no, no, he's not. So Mike Mayock should just probably quit, right? <laughs> I'd make him fire me if I made. But uh, yeah, right. But what's the point of his job? So Antonio. So the whole thing is just so dysfunctional. I don't. As we talked about Phil on Thursday show, I don't understand why teams like Oakland don't say we can't handle this guy. Like why don't Brad Childress say I can't handle Randy Moss because he because he thinks he can. I mean, Brad Childress thought he could handle Randy Moss. Are now. Bill Belichick probably dealt with a lot of the same crap behind the scenes with Randy Moss for three years, but you never heard about it because Bill Belichick actually could deal with Randy Moss. And guess what? Tom Brady probably dealt with Randy Moss. Brett Favre was at a point in his life and his career at age 40, second year with the Vikings, where he, like, like Brett Favre wasn't going to step in and say, all right, this is, this is the culture here. Brett Favre knew that this was his last season, didn't want to come back anyways. I think it's a combination of quarterback and coach. And in Oakland right now, You've got sort of a, just this weird, like, caricature of John Gruden. It's like he's playing Frank Caliendo, playing John Gruden. And then you've got Derek Carr, who is doesn't have enough clout to to, to He was unfollowed, Antonio Phil. Brown. Antonio Brown unfollowed Derek Carr on Instagram, and yeah. still has not followed him. He followed the Raiders back today, but has not followed <laughs> Derek Carr again yet today. Yeah, don't think uh, don't think I didn't notice. We have a Write That Down segment coming up in the 5 o'clock. In fact, you know comment. what? I'm going online right now on Twitter. I'm going to unfollow Rami and see what happens. That's all right. Let, let's see if that creates some controversy. <laughs> I don't think Rami's going to lose any sleep over it, Judd. No, I won't lose any sleep over <laughs> that. I would have lost sleep after last night's Bears game, if not for deep dish pizza, beer, and of course my my pillow, you guys. And right now, seven great offers from my pillow, all by going to one website and using one promo code. It's mypillow.com, and the promo code is North. They want to thank you for helping make my pillow so so successful. So, like I said, they're offering discounts on seven great products right now, including the my pillow body pillow, regularly eighty five sixty eight, now twenty nine ninety nine. They tell me not to do math on the air, but that is more than half off of the body pillow. I can confidently say. That twenty nine ninety nine is less than half of eighty five sixty eight, and of course you can still get a two pack of my pillow premium pillows for the all time low price of sixty nine ninety eight. I'll do that math too. Thirty four ninety nine. You see how sharp my brain is working? That's because I slept well on my my pillow. Huge savings on seven of my pillows most popular products, including the original premium my pillow. Just go to mypillow.com. Click on the radio listener tab in the top right corner. Check out all seven offers. Pick out what you want and. Enter one promo code NORTH at checkout. Save big now on your favorite MyPillow products. Call 800-620-4439 or that website again, MyPillow.com. Click on the radio special tab, enter the promo code NORTH, and take advantage of seven great deals from MyPillow. 444 here at Score North. Time for the Score North download and something you can download from us in anticipation of the Vikings season opener this Sunday. It's been 10 years since we all went on that magic ride with Brett Favre, and we're doing it again. We're doing a deep dive into every aspect of that 2009 Vikings season. You can join Sage Sage Rosenfels, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolged, and Ryan Longwell on Minnesota Sports Rewind 2009 Vikings edition on demand anywhere right now where you find your podcasts or just go to scorenorth.com and click on shows. That's Minnesota Sports Rewind. That's been your Score North download. Now back to Mackie and Judd with Rami. Do you have any imaging? Or... It is Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North <clears throat> mobile app. Rami, Judd, and our TCL broadcast studio. I did it to you. Phil Mackie in uh, Washington, D.C. You did what to I've me? started a news dump Friday afternoon controversy by unfollowing a co-host. Who? On Twitter. I unfollowed you. You unfollowed me? What did I do? Nothing, but I'm trying to start a controversy. You didn't follow OJ. Antonio Brown was mad at the Raiders and Derek Carr. That's why he unfollowed them. What did I do to you? This is just random controversy. I know, but it's the greatest controversy there is. People are trying to figure out why I'm mad at you, and they don't know. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yeah, nothing, Rami. I can't help you I don't know, like... (laughs) 
I don't even know how you find out somebody unfollowed you on Twitter. Do you guys know how you, I don't, is there a way to find out? I, I think my, you have to actively, I think, I think you have to like go to sites and see who unfollowed you recently. I don't think it, I don't think it notifies you, right? No, it doesn't. I've never gotten a notification. I mean, I see my numbers go up and go down. Hmm. Usually well, go you just up. got, you just uh, got an in-person notification. <laughs> just went down by one. <laughs> That'd be great. If everybody who unfollowed me came to me and told me to my face, I just unfollowed you. I don't know about you guys. I hate when somebody tells me on Twitter, unfollow. Like, dude, just hit the button. I don't care. Oh, I'm with you on like, that. Come or go. I don't care. Yeah, don't do tell, what you want. Don't, just hit, it's your life. Exactly. Unfollow. Cool story, bro. <laughs> right. Thanks. <laughs> right. Unfollow people in person and announce it. Just say, I, I'm, that I break, respect. Yeah, instead of breaking up with somebody or you know, like, disowning <laughs> <Unfollow>. somebody. <laughs> Like a town uh, listen, crier? Listen, honey. Uh, listen, honey. This just isn't working anymore. I have to unfollow you. <laughs> that would, I mean, that'd make it a lot easier to break up, wouldn't it? If there was just a button you could hit on a person. <laughs> don't, don't look now, but we're about five years from that, Rami. Yeah, it's probably not that far away. Yeah. So, Rami, uh, we and Jonathan, too. Jonathan's new to this segment, too. Two years ago, Judd and I uh, unveiled, and it was, uh, and we had punishments. And I think, I think we should do two things here in this segment. Let's lay the groundwork for quarterback cesspool challenge and the right. framework, and then we'll make our week one picks. So here is the general framework for the quarterback cesspool challenge. And now this this started. Uh, there was there was a period a couple of years ago where I think fifteen of the thirty two quarterbacks were just complete disasters. I mean, you had like. Uh, like three random dudes with the 49ers who like didn't belong on a field. Uh, you just had you had whoever the Bears are running out there as a backup to Jay Cutler. So the goal is for 17 weeks, we each draft quarterbacks based on who we think is going to be the worst starting quarterback performance of that week's games, measured by QBR. All right, you can only pick each quarterback once in a season. So once you pick Mitch Trubisky. You fired that bullet, and you can no longer fire the Mitch Trubisky bullet. You can't just like pick Mitch Trubisky every week if you think he's terrible. If you're catching on to what I would do, um, and uh, and in each week, I don't like you very much. You have to pick. We all four have to pick different quarterbacks, so we can't have a week where all of us pick right uh, the same guy. So if if Judd's going first that week and he picks uh, like uh, Ryan Tannehill, if he gets a start, that means that we can't pick Ryan Tannehill. Make sense? I, and the objective here is to be as bad as you can be, right? Correct. Correct. So low score yes. wins. It's like golf. Yes. All right. You're you're rooting for a low QBR. You're rooting for interceptions. Gotcha. You're rooting for fumbles. Gotcha. And just like complete it. disaster. All right. Celebrating so, failure. Correct. Yes. And I think what we have to figure out here before we make our our first picks are what what are we playing for or what are we playing to avoid? And I I would recommend uh, a couple years ago was the last time on the the old version of this show. That we did, we used to do uh, week by week, just picks against the spread with Todd Furman uh, from now from I think he's on ESPN and mm-hmm. he's on different platforms, and Todd would help guide us through picks. And so at the end of the year, we would have the winner of the picks determine state fair punishments for the other guys on the show. I think we can do that with the quarterback cesspool challenge. Whoever wins the quarterback cesspool challenge at the end of the year, whoever has correctly identified the crappiest quarterbacks at the end of the year, I think that person helps pick punishments along with the listeners for the other three guys on the show. What do you guys think? Like at the, so there's state fair punishments, there's specifically state fair punishments. I'm okay I mean with I, that. I I mean I don't, I think it's an open discussion. I think it's like the fact that Judd gave intern Charlie 2 years ago a 35 minute pedicure live at the state fair. I'm not touching anybody. That's feet. hilarious. No, I'm not touching anybody. It didn't feet. bother me one bit actually. It <laughs> bothered Charlie, didn't bother me. I was not fine with it. Feet. I touched my feet. And Mm-mm. and well, hold on a second. And with we objection, my girlfriend's feet. That's it. Nope. So we, but we can't uh, decide that we're going to come up with punishments <laughs> and then have you be like, "No, I won't do that. No, I won't do that." Okay, I'll go eat a corn dog. What's wrong with a corn dog, Judd? Nothing's wrong with a corn dog, but it's not <laughs> a punishment. It's, it's, a, deli- it's a delicacy. So you're saying I have to agree to whatever the winner and our listeners okay. come up with? Can we do this? Yes, I, I, I think, think within reason. It, if yeah. Rami loses, I think the starting point. Just to put this on the record, <laughs> the starting point is he eats a hot dog loaded with ketchup on it. Yes. Oh, yes. Man. Is that a fair starting point, Phil? I feel like that's a I, fair starting point ooh. if we're having weekly punishments. Ooh. I'm just trying to put something on you the record like here so that... If it's a season punishment, it needs to be more severe than that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you guys okay. want to do weekly punishments, Oof, that's I'm down for that. 
if you pick the quarterback that if, if we did weekly punishments, it would be basically the one loser who picks the guy who threw for three hundred yards and you <laughs> know, a lot three of social touchdowns. media right there, Phil. Boy, I think we if should. If we did I, I weekly, it'd we be a lot weekly. of social media. I think, yeah, we should do weekly. Do weekly and a for yearly the, for one? the sake of content. I think okay. we should do weekly. <laughs> just to verify, Jonathan, why don't you post a poll to Score North and say, just say, uh, Mackie and Judd with Rami want to do uh, football related, uh, football pick related punishments. Should they do weekly punishments or one giant season long punishment? Okay. Just or both. Say. Or both. Or both. And Phil, didn't we do that? Because I thought I sang the Star Spangled Banner in Old Canada one year. And we were doing weekly at the time, weren't actually, we? I think we did weekly for the quarterback successful challenge. Because I sang O'Cannon, and it was actually pretty good. I'm thinking we should do weekly. All right, that means we need help. Okay, forget about that poll, Jonathan. The question has to be, people need to give us their suggestions for what types of punishments. We, need, we, we basically need a punishment bank that we can reach our hands into and draw. Why do I feel like this is going to be a list of all my greatest fears and neuroses? <laughs> that's what, because that's what you get for being so honest and open on the microphone. Because you're incredibly paranoid. <laughs> because you're Woody Allen. But all right, I'll play this game. It's going to be great. It's going to be like Rami hooked up to, uh, like Rami listening to country music for uh, an hour. Okay. <laughs> you're just giving people ideas now. Well, we gotta I've got to. I've got That's some great album one. ideas for you. Too. I'm gonna have to go like zipline from the tall building in downtown. No, no, like... nobody's ziplining. <laughs> no, no one's gonna. If it could kill you, we're not doing it. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe <laughs> maybe you'll get clearance for some things that might. Uh, All right, might. so we're gonna we take, start this. We're thing? gonna take suggestions from the listeners on what our weekly punishments should be. Is yes. That, okay. Yeah, so we're, we're not gonna to... determine it right now. We'll we'll pick the best from the suggestions. Yes. All right. Uh, and so let's uh, let's fire up a little NFL Films music. And again, the rules for the quarterback cesspool challenge are, they're very simple. The goal is to pick the worst starting quarterback performance each week as measured by QBR. You can only pick each quarterback once per season, and all four of us have to pick a different quarterback each week. And we're going to go, usually we're going to go in just reverse order of, of uh, cesspool picks because this is week one. We're going to go in reverse order of write that down batting average, which means Jonathan goes first. I go second, Rami, and then Judd. All right. I'll start off here then. And give us a little analysis, like why you're picking the quarterback. I'm going to go with the guy who's injured or coming off of injury, coming off a a rough year for him, for him and his Carolina Panthers. He went 6-8 and last year. Mackey just picked him for his touchdown lead team, but I don't think he's going to do that well because he's playing one of the toughest defenses in the league in the Los Angeles Rams this weekend. So I'm picking for my first pick. Cam Newton. All right. Bad pick. Uh, I'm just going to say bad pick. Wow. I'm going to put that out there right now. Huh? Yep. Yeah. Somebody's going somebody's gonna to get punished early <laughs> on. I just feel like with all the different options on the board, and you were the first pick in the first week, you could literally pick any quarterback you yep. want. I mean, there's guys out there I'm like... keeping options available for later like on in the season. like taking Jordan Howard in the first round of our Josh touchdown Howard? draft And not knowing his name. And <laughs> not knowing his name. <laughs> Calling him Josh Howard, the basketball player. Keeping <laughs> options available for later on in the season. Right. Always. Okay. I mean, there's there's guys... I mean, interceptions across I mean, the NFL have gone down and down. Like Aaron Rodgers last year, what did he throw? Two interceptions the whole season? So interceptions are down for the most part, except for one man. One man... Who's been in the NFL as a quarterback since 2005? You're a steal, my this, pick. This man, I hate you, has <laughs> more interceptions than games played. Oof, in fact, if you go games started, he actually has 22 more interceptions than games started in his career, what? and he has been hand selected to sabotage a season. Ryan Fitzpatrick is my week one pick in the quarterback cesspool you know, challenge I, against the Buffalo Bills. I thought about going with him. He was on my short list as I was whittling it down. He tends to get off to hot starts. He does. Fitz magic. He's a bad quarterback, I, but he's good like the I first four weeks I thought you were picking somebody season. else, but yeah. All right. I know who Judd's picking, by the way. Rami, um, you're next. Came down to two guys for me. And I'm not going to say who the other guy is, but my thinking here is these two guys are going to lose their jobs later in the season. And they played for bad teams. So if I take them now, it gives me two cracks at a quarterback who plays for the same bad team, if that makes any sense. I'm playing the long game. I got no idea. This this is genius, actually. Um, So. I got you. I think. You think? You know. (sighs) Should know by now. I'm going to go with Case Keenum of the Washington Redskins. 
That was Judd's pick, by the way. Case nope. Keenum of the Chicago. Oh, really? The Washington Redskins My pick's going against the Philadelphia Eagles. My, like I said, that's a bad offense. He's a bad quarterback. That's a really good defense. I think Case Keenum's going to have a terrible week. And I'm going to pick the guy that you just passed on, because I'm pretty sure I know who the second guy you had, because he's in the same division as Case Keenum. He's playing the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. He is a lame duck. Yep. He's not as funny, articulate, or good as his brother. <laughs> Come on down, Eli Manning! <laughs> Eli Manning gets the Dallas Cowboys in at Jerry World, baby. <laughs> rooting for so much Manning face. So much Manning Oh, yeah, Manning. Manning face, Manning hair. Because he's got hair oh, still. The Manning hair is the greatest. Stick straight up. It's great. So that's the quarterback cesspool challenge. Week one picks. Jonathan Harrison has Cam Newton. I, Phil Mackey, have Ryan Fitzpatrick. Rami has Case Keenum. And Judd has Eli Manning. And as we get later into the year, I mean, there's going to be weeks where, like, you have to gamble on an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady or something. Or maybe not those guys, but where you, like, are gambling on top ten quarterbacks in the league. So should be pretty fun. Uh, and if you get, I mean, we could incorporate at some point, maybe we start next week incorporating a listener pick in here too. We have to figure out how to do that so that we, um, so that we get them, them a punishment. If we need the thing. Like you can't play if you can't be punished. So right. I don't know how that works. Maybe we'll just double punish Jonathan. If a Whoa. listener, uh, Jonathan, you represent the listeners and yourself when it comes to punishments. Does that sound fair? Everybody? No. <laughs> of course it doesn't. <laughs> sounds good to me. He, he took no. Cam Newton. I love it. It's a great idea. <laughs> All right, write that down, predictions, and an accountability session when we come back. Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app, uh, powered in part by Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated has two great things going. If you're a Minnesota sports fan listening right now, well, Federated partners with a lot of your favorite sports teams in town, including our own Minnesota United FC. Uh, they're also a Minnesota-based company. They've been in Owatonna since the early 1900s. Minnesota-based, bunch of sports fans, uh, I was just in a brainstorming meeting uh, a couple weeks ago with Shelby from Federated, and uh, she's very much high on the twins like all of us are here, too. So hopefully they can they can keep the run going. Federated is here to help business owners specifically. Like I said, they have over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be uh, across multiple different areas. You can go to federatedinsurance.com to find out about all of the different industries that Federated protects. And uh, hopefully your industry is on that list. That's also a good website to go to to find your federated marketing representative. Federated insurance, it's our business to protect yours. Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North.